0: You are listening to the weekly Great Governance Podcast, hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms. Can you believe it? We started 13 August last year. And here we are in June 2022. Now, Youth Month is a month that we focus on the young at heart, the not so young, and the forever youngs. And today we've got with us a multimedia journalist—that's a big word—and her name is Sipokazi Vuso, and she is working with Independent. Uh, welcome, Sipokazi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Look, tell us about yourself and your journey into. Multimedia journalism. Well, how did they change from journalist to multimedia journalist? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm from the Eastern Cape. I moved to Cape Town in 2019, searching for green pastures, as they say. And I had my, I didn't have anything when I left home. I just had like my suitcase, a bit of money and my degree. Thank God I had a friend who stayed um, in Cape Town at that moment. So I had to stay with the family for a while until I got a job. So yeah, uh, multimedia journalist. It's just the changing times. So we're getting into the technology. Times and the multimedia journalist is somebody who does like videos and the photograph, it's just not a journalist, but it also dives into like the social media aspect of things.
0: Okay, but why did you cite Cape Town? You could have gone to Joburg,
1: why did you cite Cape Town? And that must have been great. I know, I think because. I I decided to come to Cape Town because I had a friend who was already here and I was just so interested in also like the media side of things. Yeah, I loved, I knew of the Cape Times before I worked for the Cape Times, and I enjoyed um, just reading the stories online while I was back home in East London and I'm so grateful that I, I was able to actually get the job that I wanted.
0: And how long have you been in this current job that you have? Three years, four years. And it is still going well?
1: Everything is going well. Um, just been dealing with a lot of um, cases that cases I stories that have really really touched me. And I, along the way, I've met so many amazing people that will always call me when something happens. And I'm just I'm so grateful that I've maintained that kind of relationship. And um, hopefully that. Um, this industry that we're in um things are going to change and people are going to start to trust us more and respect more of our field i mean that's something that i always say
0: so what is it that you love about your job it sounds like you've got this amazing job where you meet people what is it about the job that makes you fall in love with it every day
1: it's always the the people the people comes first um it's just that mother will cause you after you've done a story crying and thanking you. Like that those moments you can never take away. Or I was saying this other day that um, just maybe interviewing maybe like a victim of sexual abuse. It's, it's a very um, daunting, it becomes a very emotional day, but you never forget that story and you have that connection with you and it's just that the people that always think of you when something happens and they regard you as a friend and it's just like, if you don't love people in this job, then you won't, you won't really go far. I mean, the people, they make the job. So, so if you look at South Africa today, you
0: know, and, and you meet a lot of people, what are what are the things that, that really concerns young South Africans at this moment in time?
1: There's actually a case um, that's happening this month where a young Eastern Cape woman was short nine times. Ugh, gender-based violence is one of those things that are really at the back of our minds and something that we have to always... We are aware of and we are aware that that's something happening. And I feel like we have to speak louder about it and we have to raise our voices. And it's just something that we have to tackle. And it's something that we're struggling with as a country at the moment. And what is it
0: like being a young black woman in Cape Town? People say they either love Cape Town or they hate Cape Town. How do you experience this beautiful city?
1: Wow, um, <laughs> that's a great question. For me, it's been so great. It's just, I've had so many great opportunities in this city. I just met so many amazing people. So being a Black woman in Cape Town, it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful a journey. I told you I've, I'm coming from the Eastern Cape. It's a totally different world and people of Cape Town have a different world view from us in the Eastern Cape. I mean, I'm, from, I'm a village girl, so everything is different. I remember when I was coming here and I was on the bus and I've never in my life seen such big buildings. It was my first time seeing such big buildings. Everything was so big and so huge. So you can imagine, even the people that I met and the personalities that I met everything was so big and you get to a stage where you find yourself not anymore in a space where it's only one race and you get to actually mix with different races which is always interesting because you get to learn like different views of life and you you just get to look at life differently I mean it's just it opens your mind I can say. And have you experienced
0: racism in the city? Not per se, but I have experienced racism in my childhood. I don't believe you. You have never experienced racism as a black woman.
1: I'm saying not per se, I'm not direct. I mean, I'm in this job, I'm in this um, journalism job, and I speak to, let's say, maybe 50, 20 people a day. Of course, there's always going to be that nasty man or nasty woman, but it has never been so direct to a point where I felt like... I was violated or discriminated. I think it also comes with being a journalist. We learn to have thick skin and to like, we understand that it comes with a job and it's a nature of the job. You always get somebody who's going to be nasty or say something nasty um, to you. But I've never per se had like a bad word said to me. Part of the podcast is to
0: look at the lived experience of young South Africans growing up in the year 2020. You touched on gender-based violence. What are the other concerns that you and your generation are struggling with or that you are worried about when you think about South
1: Africa? I feel like there aren't many programs that they to address gender-based violence, and I feel like our justice system sometimes does fail us. There was I read something on Twitter the other day where this guy was in prison and he was on parole, and he did he did the same thing because he was out on parole. And I think that um, our justice system needs to be more strengthened. And if somebody goes in for gender-based violence, the, the sentencing must be just so strict and so severe.
0: Okay, now let's let's shift a little bit our conversation to politics and to local government. You know, do young people still have confidence in government and specifically local government?
1: Um, my friends, can I talk about my friends? <laughs> my friends um when we bring up politics it's always negative my friends are always saying Ugh. Uh, I remember when there was the time to vote last year in November and um, we would have conversations and my friends were like, I won't even bother I won't even go and I feel like young people have lost hope Um, I think it's more so because of the things that have happened and um, we look at the COVID-19 PPE PPE, um, saga and so many allegations and so many um, reports coming out from the Zondo Commission this person did this, this person did that. So people kind of look at government or officials or like a politician as somebody who wants to just lie. I think it's so it's worse for young people because they need to get into politics because the politics shape us. But then it's like, no, um, it's one of those things where young people just just look at it negatively and it's all because of what they've seen and they don't see that um, there could be any change.
0: Do you have confidence in in government and local government specifically?
1: I do, actually, I do. But I was saying, um, this is my personal view, I would love to see a woman-led political party, just one woman-led political party. I feel like women need the space to do things and... I think they can change the status quo. Okay, now let's say, let's put this on right on
0: the table. We make you mayor of the city, this beautiful city of ours. We make you mayor for the day or for the month for that matter. What are you going to change?
1: So many things. Okay, Okay. I think first thing, I'm just going to, I'm going to buy all the homeless people coffee first day. That's my first day in office. I feel like everybody deserves a cup of coffee, but obviously I really, really want to tackle the homeless problem because I just, my heart breaks every time when I see, um, how people live, especially in Cape Town. Like it's such in your face. Um, I had, I remember I have a friend, um, who was a doctor from Switzerland and he was here for an internship. And he was saying to me how he was so shocked at how, like, the homeless people that the the, how, the way they live and it just looks like nobody is doing anything. Nobody is trying to assist them. And of course we know that there are there is a shortage of shelters in the city that is in Cape Town. And we just need more hands on deck and more they need our assistance. They need us to do something to help them. I mean not all homeless people are vagrants who are trying to rob you or some people just don't have homes and don't have a choice and we just need to support those people. Of course, I also want to do something for gender-based violence, which I am so involved in. Like anything that has to do with gender-based violence, any program I can get to, I'm always looking for those things and to volunteer my time and try to to speak about it and raise awareness. I'm also a very, I'm an advocate for children. I want, I don't want children to, to suffer. So I would really also like try to um, assist with children, struggles and children issues maybe in places such as the Cape Flares. There has been so many issues with the children where they have been shot and some have been in a crossfire of gang violence. And every time my heart breaks, I don't have a child myself, but I'm such—I love kids, and I'm a, I'm a child's rights self-proclaimed child rights activist. I love children, and I always want them to be protected and cared for, and I don't want them to be in those type of situations.
0: Thanks, uh, Madam Mayor, for that. Uh, you know, you are what you are now. What Samantha Power, former U.S. ambassador to the UN, said. An upstander is a person who speaks out or acts in the support of an individual or cause, uh, particularly someone who intervenes on behalf of a person being attacked or bullied. So you consider yourself as an upstander? 100% yes. Okay. And what would be your message to young South Africans listening to this and to government? Remember you're speaking to government officials and to young South Africans. What would be your
1: parting message be to them? Get the youth involved get young women involved get women involved let's be all hands on deck this is not just something for the, for particular people of a particular gender of a particular race let's hear all views you don't know what young people are going to say they they might see you might be seeing this problem this way and a young person might come and perceive it in a whole different way so let's get young people involved let's get women involved let's get all hands on deck let's not if we're making decisions everybody who is going to be affected should be part of that decision making
0: okay I think that brings us into to the end of this podcast thanks so much for your thoughts about young people and what you are doing to make South Africa great and your passion for development we wish you success with your journey ahead To the amazing and talented Great Governance team, The Voice, Mpumi and producer Al-Ontong, respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are. If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.